I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been this successful in life? Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA Analysis Podcast. I am your host, Lance Fischel. I think I missed the last couple shows. I'm turning into Joe Rogan. We just do the big cards. No one has time for but you. don't even do the big cards. Yeah, sometimes you even miss the big cards. You weren't even on Dubronx's Dubronx. last yeah. fight. Where was I for that? Uh, probably T-ball. Yeah. Maybe uh, under under nine soccer. Never know. Could be. Well, my daughter's moving up to U12, so, you know, size five ball, the whole bit. Wow. You didn't even come on for uh, uh, Bear Jew's last fight, too. Oh, I mean, that was the same. That was last week. Yeah, that was the same. No, the one before that. I was in in Hilton Head. The one before that. They don't have internet in Hilton Head? If you think I'm going to do a podcast in Hilton Head from the condo with the family. Sadly. We need to do do a podcast live from the floor in Vegas. (laughs) Pass. Not a nerd. Uh, I got to go to Vegas next week. This is the second one. So is is our trip going to be the third one? The third and final of the year? Fourth and final? How many times? Third? Third, third times a charm. Three, three is too, too many, though. This one's so short. Like, I leave. My flight, I have to connect. Like, my flight is at, like, 7 a.m. on Thursday. I get to Vegas at, like, 12.30 in the afternoon on Thursday. And I leave Saturday at, like, 10.30. So I'm there less than 48 hours. Important business has to be done in those important business meetings. Sub forty-eight hours, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so three three Vegas trips in one year. Save the best for last. That's right. Yes, that's the easily. I mean, football season and and all that. It's but, everything season. It's everything season. Yeah, it's world. We're, when we're going. It's World Series, college football, NFL. There'll be fights, golf, basketball. We're gonna we're gonna be there for you're gonna enjoy the the Haganu uh, fucking <laughs> oh yeah that's the hog pretty front row for that yep. the UFC hasn't announced a card for that that night yet right not yet no but that that fight will be in the afternoon right because it's the Saudis um, I don't care about that I just know the UFC is gonna counter program with something probably pretty cool well they. I, I don't we, we've talked about it a bit on this podcast I don't know if they will I don't know if ESPN is gonna let them. Why? That's where because that's where the pay per view is going to be on. Hmm. Mm. What would be after though? It would be, but then why would they counter program? So they can just, just time? promote shit out of the UFC, and then most people can't take like twelve hours in a day to watch. Yeah, fights. that's fair. <laughs> no one's going to buy that fucking thing. You're going to buy a uh, exhibition match between an MMA fighter with zero with zero boxing experience facing the heavyweight champion. And no, Fury's not going to take it seriously at all. He's just going to dance around and fuck around. It's going to be depressingly horrible. You are, I think you are severely underestimating how many people will buy that fight. Could you imagine buying that? I'm not saying it's a good fight. It's just that people are going to pay to watch that. You think? Yeah. Why? Does Fury sell a lot of pay-per-views in the first place? A decent amount. I don't know. Why would you buy that? You're buying one fight, basically? An exhibition between a guy who's ever boxed? You don't know that. They might put on something like this. They've had decent undercards, especially by boxing. I mean, by MMA standards these days, they're good as well. So (laughs) there's just no way. Mm -mm. Not doing it. Um, Brian Harmon. Boom. Yeah, that's a good one. Short King. Yeah, it's been a good month. It's been a real good month. And a good year for golf. Yeah, golf's been uh, it's seven outrights, which is just wild. That 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 that's, and you've had how many seconds? It's fucking wild. Oh my god! 
I, I, I want to say win had, 15 or whatever, three to win 12 or whatever you're uh, three to win 15, it, depending on how you do it, your unit size and stuff, but it's basically, it makes it a plus 500. So it's like three to three to 50, three for 15, but I must've had, I had seven wins and I think I've had 10 seconds it's been and the year started off. Season. The first tournament of the year is when Morikawa blew a six stroke lead on Sunday. That's how I started my year and I lost the first seven tournaments. And then since the last last month and a half has been crazy with three in the last five tournaments. Yeah, that'll that'll help. Don't stop now. That'll do it. Yeah. See, I'm you're gonna it. get a, a live golf. That's that's a collector's item. You're gonna get a live golf hat in Vegas. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bucket hat. Lance, Lance goes in these in these uh, streaks where he's just. I mean, when when COVID was going on, he was just roasting the dead dumb people, uh, and then of course now it's transitioned to to the live golf stuff, and it it mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun to follow. I hate a lot of people. Well, the new thing that people like to do is blame heart attacks on the vaccine, which is a that's, which is a good. Did you know hotness. no one had a heart attack before yep. the vaccine? Yep. I can't believe uh, you survived. I love how they pick the thing that kills like half of Americans anyway. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, this one. That's that's the one we're gonna convince. That's the stuff out of nowhere. Isn't heart attack and heart disease like top three cause it's, of death in the US? Yes. Heart disease. Yeah. Number one. I, I think it's number one. Yeah. Number one. And that's because of the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Definitely because <laughs> of that. Obviously. Yeah. Not not because of Texas's mm. sized meals. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, that's cool. They'll always be idiots everywhere. It's unavoidable. They're just um, louder now. Yeah. Yeah. People are that's... way cooler. With... And I think less people are making and making fun of them. We need more people to do that. Yeah. The worst you part about fun of people is they don't know they're dumb. Mm. Mm. They should they know by how poor them. they are, though. Probably. Yeah, but right? you blame that on other things, and then it's not that fault. See, I was in Hilton Head last week, and every time I go to Hilton Head, I always say, why don't I move here? Like, why don't I live here? Like, it's perfect, right? It's like the best place on earth. Best golf. People are fine. Like, the beaches. The, everything is so great there. You also don't run into idiots there. And it's because it's so fucking expensive that it's almost like a it's like an IQ test to go into Hilton Head because you can't you have to have money to go into Hilton Head. So I think that's one of the other reasons I like Hilton Head. You just don't run into idiots. There's no pores there. That's 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 your ideal world right there, Lance. <laughs> Great golf, no pores. I've I've been looking at houses just because, you know, to drive myself crazy. Um, well, and how yeah. often you go there, you might as well just buy something. Yeah. For the, you know, I, thought about like, there. I thought about doing like, I don't go there that much. We go like once or twice a year max. Um, but I've thought about you could do like an investment property and you live there in the off season. Sure. Yeah, kind of thing. Get like a condo and whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. Less idiots, which is always, which is always nice to see. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got vaxxed and I got COVID. Man, just research some vaccine information. Um, <laughs> that's not how that's not how it works. Uh, all right, let's recap UFC London, which was fucking awful. I I left real early to drive home, and I got back. I only missed, I think I missed the first four or five fights, um, which was great that I I missed those. Card was horrible. Um, just decision after decision, unimportant fight and. The crowd wasn't good. They were giving away tickets <laughs> like that. Because UFC is <laughs> fucking trying to sell an arm and a leg for nosebleeds. So, Well, they said, like, I think this proved that you can't just keep using the same thing without good cards and expect it to keep being this big thing. They put on an absolutely shitty card with Molly McCann in the co-main event. Co-main, no, baby. Fuck. Yeah. So. Yeah. So uh, turns out you can't sell all shit. You you have to keep that in the apex, and then you can sort of sell some some better stuff. Yeah. So looking at these prelims, um, I don't think I need to read through all of them, but the nothing really jumps out. 
I would say. Um, Joel Alvarez won by head putt. That was that was cool. I enjoyed that. I hit I hit him. I had I didn't have a great card, but Paul Craig helps with a lot of that. But Alvarez, I thought was he's not great though. I think Mm-mm. I think he's decent. He's not as good as I think a lot of us thought he would be. He definitely has some it's holes. Fun and, though. He I was makes fun he, fights. He was. I was. I was a bit worried uh, in that second round before the the headbutt and all that. But he he can finish. He's definitely a finisher. And nothing else really. I don't know. The, the Parsons Robert fights was fun, but there was like two good fighters on the entire yeah. prelims, and it's just hard to give a shit. And and Brian Barbarita at one eighty five looking like an absolute <laughs> yoked. Just you could tell he put on a lot of muscle for the. For the fight. He still can take an ass kicking. I was on Muradoff uh, inside and he can take an yeah. ass kicking at 185. I don't know for how long, but it's uh, that that we're, definitely we're went up in weight class. Absorb a little bit more. That's really and his only skill. I know. I, Davy Grant. What? I don't. That's dude, that's on the main card, sir. We haven't no, got there, but we haven't got there yet. Bantamweight prelims on the uh, nope. The yeah. card. That was the opener. Um, Bantamweight Dan, uh, Dana Marcus for David Grant split decision. This was, I was, I wasn't sweating the decision. That's how wide I thought it was, and I think it's the close but clear discussion. Marcos he landed like one shot and it cut him or whatever. Outside of that, he did nothing. He wasn't aggressive, and people were like, "Well, Grant's punches didn't always land clean. He was throwing punches at least." Which was a step up. I that was a shocking decision. That was the swing for me on the night. Same. Yeah, that was that was consensus. So yeah, that's uh, that's fun he, when that happens. Um, I, I don't know what people are watching when they say that his stuff didn't land clean. Like he was ripping that dude to the body. The body work mm-hmm. alone should have won him the fight. Yeah. Well, Marcos did nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Leg kicks, like leg kicks. That's that's what he did. Metal sword though. It's 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 bad when a thirty twenty seven Grant is a better scorecard than twenty nine twenty eight the other way. And that's... I had thirty twenty seven Grant. Yeah, first was first was fairly close just because neither guy did much. Neither of them really punched each other in the head. It was basically just a leg kick a a thon. But that, that's like a coin flip round for yep. me. And Grant Grant did a lot more work in the second, and the third was obviously Grant. So yeah, that that's bad. a tough one. We're, we're we're just seeing this every week. It's not going to change. Everyone's they everyone's were random out. judges. They were random judges. Those are some I guess, local, Polish dudes or local. Like that. Yeah, I don't know European but dudes, th- but it's not like there's these random judges are creating worse decisions than the guys we see every week. They're creating just as we had one. I forget what it was. It was one a couple weeks ago, and was you know the same usual suspects that we always see and. I don't know. Like when I fuck up, I usually get questioned about it. Here, nothing, nothing happened. So you don't, you don't work for the government, though. So that's that's your first mistake. No, that's not a mistake. I know. But I wouldn't be going to Hilton Head if I worked for the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, uh, Lerone Murphy defeated Josh Coolabow. Decision. It's okay. Yeah. He's just he was just a little bit better. A little sharper, yeah. grappled a little bit better. I'm not very high on him. No. no. I bet him. It was one of my Less high fights. on him than I was like three fights ago. Yeah. Yep. Lightweight, Faraz Diam defeated Jai Herbert. Decision. This fight was fucking train wreck. Awful. That's a bad one. That's a whole zero lot of nothing. seconds of, of exciting. It was awful. Terrible. So bad. Um, then we got to the best fight. Which, Bear Juice, he's just, he's a fucking legend. This guy, every fight he's in is fucking hilarious and fun and exciting. And he's just such a lovable dude. And I, I thought, you know, it was, it was looking a little bit worrisome at times, like any, any Bear Juice fights. I was surprised how easily the takedowns came. Uh, once he started that was shooting weird. Takedowns. Like he had, <laughs> he had a couple takedowns. It was like he shot really bad shots and was just, boom. or he just tackled them. He just yeah. Formed there was one was literally a tackle, like a double. It was like a double leg tackle. Like he didn't he didn't pull up. He didn't drive. He just kind of just ran into him and and took him down. And like 
I know he's like a jiu-jitsu guy in his field of stuff, but he's got vicious ground and pound, and he always has. When when he's got gas, when he when he's not tired, his ground and pound is yeah. fucking nasty. And cardio, I mean, that was it was a pretty back and forth, grueling ish type fight, and like he looked fine in the second round for his first time one eighty five. Looked a hell of a lot better than Muniz. He fucking yeah. gassed and <laughs> choked that fight away. Nice, nice headbutt to just ruin top control when you were doing all right. Uh, that's smart. I, I don't hate losing money to uh, the Bear Jew because he I is. I can't believe you bet against him. What are you doing? There's it's been certain, working. It's been working recently. He's a non-believer. There's, there's certain guys that if you're on this podcast, you cannot bet against no matter what. You just have to blindly bet them. Nope. He's one of them. He's not one of them. There's some others. He's not. If you just blindly bet him every fight, you would be doing pretty well. I, I'm still way up betting that dude. Uh, I'm not too concerned. They're betting against him? No, with him. Oh, as well as yeah. against him. Yes. That's fair. I mean, he started off, he lost a bunch of fights, but he went in that crazy winning streak, and he was a huge dog. Yeah, that was the best won. thing, because then after yeah. that, his numbers were fucking huge, especially on subs. <laughs> Yeah, he is phenomenal. Brad, did you have him inside too? Uh, I didn't. I just took money line because it was like plus one ninety seven by the yeah, time they, I, I got there. They kind of know. They've they've kind of figured out the old bear chew. He's yeah, he's getting like it done bombs. or not? Well, uh... even like sub was plus three seventy, and TKO was <laughs> that was a big number if people took yeah. it. But well, it, I don't. I'm done betting subs because like. I you see this? So I lost one. I lost one on Bear Jew against yeah, Jamal Hill, where I had I had money line and I had had sub. But I lost one like a month ago or so. And I told myself like I'm never doing that because any good jujitsu guy, if you get like a dominant mount position or back mount, like you can always finish with strikes. It's like I, I don't know. It's got me caught too many times. And the TKO one, this was crazy because this was always an option for Bear Jew. I mean, he is tired. He gets on top and he beats the shit out of him. He wasn't even going for something that he just wanted to elbow no. his fucking head off his body. <laughs> that's that's one of the better elbow elbow beatdowns in in a while. Yeah. That's that was a good one. That, that was good. I thought his striking actually did. I know guys always say I'm working on my striking this and this, but I actually thought his striking did look a little bit better. Now he was also fighting Muniz. It, it wasn't even like the striking; it was almost the reactions to having punches thrown at him. We're usually it's a lot, like it's a lot, lot calmer. He was he was okay yeah. taking those punches. A, a yeah. lot better anyway. The only, there wasn't many that really did too too much. These aren't bad. Corona seltzer. Yeah, interesting. Um, but Meerkat and Schnell are the only ones where I'll still bet sub. I mean, Schnell's. I hit a huge one on Schnell. Who was it against? It was like a, it was a year ago. Because I remember I was that dropping was, his uh, last... Richie Lang, wasn't it? No, was it that was last the other, July? It was the other uh, Chinese guy. So he was a huge dog. He was like a plus three hundred dog, and sub was like plus nine hundred. And it was one of the bigger bets I've ever hit because I put a. It was uh, Sue Madurji. Madurji. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Madurji. He was, was like a big plus nine hundred on the sub number, which was like the most ridiculous line I've ever seen. Yep. Old Danger Schnell. All right. Uh, by the way, Nathaniel Wood defeated Andre Feely, twenty twenty eight across the board. This was a tough one. Um, I had I had Feely, and this one I think you guys did as well. This is a late ad for me. Um, he. I don't know what he was thinking in that second round, just going to the ground like that. Wood was fucking dead, and and he did that. And then in the third round, like I, I don't, I don't know. He, he didn't push it, like in the third round. Wood was just way more active. And then Philly was complaining about the judges afterwards. Like, dude, you did not win the fight. Like, you can do it however you want. Like, you clearly lost two rounds. Like, what do you? And do you, you also had a good chance to finish it before the judges and made a bad mistake yeah this is uh, a case where you can actually like point to the leg kicks and be like sure okay yeah. they were pretty even everywhere else yeah. leg kicks win the, the third round for him right wood's gonna get fucked up soon because he is Too not gonna small. be able to grapple and yeah guys have bigger power than than andre feely at in yeah. that weight class. He just, he's just too he's too small, he's too short, but I, enjoy, I I do like his boxing. When he's on, like his boxing is is pretty good and 
I mean, if you take out that one shot Feely landed that kind of changed that second round, like Wood was kind of beating the shit out of him uh, early on. He just looked a lot cleaner, and then Feely caught him. But I enjoyed this fight. I thought I thought this was one of the – I feel it won fight of the night, but it was something worse than this. It was Parsons versus Roberts, which if you like that that kind, then yeah. I thought Wood – I mean, also the third round was kind of shitty. Yeah, they kind of they were they were on cruise control. They were tired of uh, dropping each other. Yeah, Comain, not kidding. <laughs> Georgia Stolarenko defeated Molly McCann in like the second via armbar. Just absolutely hilarious. But Molly's dropping down, so future title contender. It's insane how bad she is. They gave her a layup, and she just absolutely fumbled epically, like just dusted, dusted by. A pretty terrible fighter. Very this chick lost to Alexis Davis last year. Yeah, but that was at 135. It's totally different. <laughs> Money well yeah. invested by the uh, barstool folk there. Mm-hmm. Both of them, really. It's been uh, a good while since we had a classic women's round one arm bar. So yeah. that was, no, it was uh, needed. Yeah, it was well overdue. What, yeah. what was that number? Uh, it didn't was we look at it? Yeah, we looked. Didn't we talk about it on the podcast? We we're like, hey, yeah. we're hoping for like four digits, and yep. guess we should have just taken it. Yeah. Yep. And then main event: Tom Aspinall defeated uh, Martin Tabera. Knockout, pretty quick. Um, he's good. He's Aspinall is, is very good. People saying he would stop John Jones are, are are funny. I don't know if he would, but just you watch him knock out Tabera. Who was clearly just not even like he did, he did, he was fucking he didn't know where he was in that fight like he was just there. Um, I don't think knocking out Debra is like yeah that means he could probably beat John Jones like that wasn't my my reaction. I think it's an interesting fight and we've seen the rumors that people were saying that we're gonna no, that's, that's definitely John Jones sound. <laughs> Mine is messed up. Yep. Yeah. So mine's like, never messed up. Breaking it out. I know. Mine doesn't mess up. I have high-end equipment. Still? It sounds good now. It's just a little delayed now with your, your uh, video, but it sounds good now. How about now? You look like you're being dubbed. Really. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let me re... Anyway, uh, I'll, I'll refresh this. Yes, sir. There I, we go. I think we uh, all felt... We got the, the gist of it. Uh, yeah. Aspinall is good. Much better athlete than Tybura. Landed clean shit on him. And that is pretty much what we all expected. Yeah, it's it's tough because like he um, he is um, he can dust guys like this. We just don't know what he's going to do against somebody good. I mean, it's heavyweight, so there's not that many good fighters. Um, he does what he has to. I mean, he dusted Tybura. Not there's not too many guys that have done that. So props to him. I want him to see him fight. You know. Anybody good works for me. He's he's fun. He's got skills, man. I just want to see him. He got crushed by Blades already, though. <laughs> I cashed in that fight, me and too. Uh, <laughs> so I I won't I won't be too too mad about that. Is this better? Are we good now? Oh yes, yeah. you're perfect again, Lance. Good high end, just all around here, paid by my company. Yep. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean if. Stipe Bones, they could both retire, apparently, is is what we're seeing. So I think if that happens, you got Aspinall versus Sergey. Not. I think it's still, to me, Sergey's title shot next. I think that's what everyone yeah, wants like, to do. Like, who, the, who could he fight? Like, yeah, because of he the could fight the winner of the Gone fight. Gone versus Spivak? Alex Pajera. Alex <laughs> going up. Yeah, I think... I think Aspinall fights gone if he wins, and Sergey gets the next title shot. Or if John Jones does retire after killing, then he gets Stipe, faster. He then gets you faster. Get Aspinall because... versus Sergey because he's a bigger deal than those other guys. I think Sergey and Aspinall are the dudes. Either yep. way, Jailman is the dude. Jailman's got to finally get a. A real body, so we can hype this dude some more. Yeah. All right. 
Let's move on. UFC 291. We got a good pay-per-view. This thing is phenomenal. The entire main card is, is great. Dustin Poirier, Gaethje 2. Can you believe that fight was five over five years ago? Time flies, man. Like, I feel like that fight was not five years ago. It was. It, it was. It right to me. It's been a lot of stuff. It's more, yeah. well, maybe not more memorable, but I think this is the perfect time for the rematch, too. I I like the timing of it. Yep. Good. All right. We'll uh, we'll jump right in on the the prelims, which the early prelims are are okay, I would say. These could be co-main events on on some cards with Molly McCoy. But we'll start (laughs) women's flyway. We'll start quickly. Miranda Maverick versus Priscilla Cachajara. Something like that. New show? I really wish I could trust uh, Miranda Maverick to finish a gas terrible catch a beating because catch a beating's round one, maybe even a couple minutes or bust. Uh, and then if she gets it, she gets it. But I don't know if she will because Maverick hasn't been finished. And like I said, I wish I could trust her more to just. Uh, get rid of the corpse, but she's kind of a decision machine. Um, so I think I'll end up passing on the under two and a half in a women's fight, but I'll, uh, I'll pick Maverick to win. Brad. Um, I'm trying to come up with an opinion and I, I really don't care. It was funny when people thought Miranda Maverick was going to be a future champion. Yeah. That was a good time. That was a, that was a couple minutes there. That was good. <laughs> yeah. I got, uh, I got nothing. I'll, I'll pick Maverick. All right, Walter Waite, the Vision, Matthew Semmelsberger versus Euros Medic. New show. This should be fun. Both these guys are, are pretty violent. Uh, Semmelsberger's got a ton of knockdowns in the UFC. Um, usually, it's he he struggles when when guys can grapple him. So I don't think Medic is going to grapple him, and this is going to be a striking fight. I think Semmelsberger has the power to to make big moments in the fight. I don't know if he finishes Medich, but I think he, he lands the better, harder strikes and, and wins. Uh, probably going to pass because it's it's hard to trust him at, like, minus 200. So, and, and inside the distance isn't that great of a number either, so I'll just probably pass. Brett? I kind of like Medich here. I... I... Never really been sold on Samuelsberger. I know he's going, uh, Manich is going up in weight for this one. So that's going to be interesting to see how he matches up size-wise. But, I mean, he just fought Jalen Turner a couple fights ago, and that team's enormous. So I I think that's not going to be too much of a problem. And I think he's just got more weapons. I know Sean said that he's got a lot of knockdowns, but I think Manich has more weapons. He can go to the body a lot better than Samuelsberger. And, just kind of mix things up a little bit. And we've seen a couple versions of Semmelsberger and a few of them don't really like to pull the trigger all that much. Uh, I think Medich might kind of bring that out of them with some of the, the body work he can throw in there. So it's like some Medich. Um, not sure if it's finish or decision, but I kind of like him. Yeah, with Brad on this one, I, I like Medich here. I think, I think he's the better striker. I think he's the more creative striker. I think he's the overall better technical striker. Where I where I worry is if Semmelsberger is going to to wrestle, make it dirty, grapple with him, maybe get him down, um, especially with the size advantage here. But I think if this is a striking match, I think it's it's Medicare. And I think like we've seen Semmelsberger get hit. We've seen him get hurt. And I, I think Medic can do that. And I think he's the better striker. So I think with the line, it's it's worth a stab. So I got him on my list. So we'll probably have a bet on him. All right, flyweight division, C.J. Vergara versus Vinicius Salvador. Vergara's okay, I guess. Um, his last time out was very fun uh, for, for how that fight went. That was uh, quite quite the journey. Um, and that did kind of show his defense is, is not great. And he's fighting a guy that's finished every fight that he's won. Uh, so that's uh, a little bit concerning uh, for a guy that you know can be hit and can be rocked and almost got taken out of there last time by 
Lacerda. So I'll probably pick Salvador. I I don't know how good he is. If you're losing to Victor Altamoreno, you're you're probably not that great. But uh, I'll pick him in Tout Master. But don't really want to bet on this fight. Brad. Yeah, the getting taken down three times by Victor Altamoreno doesn't seem great, but like all that dude did that entire fight was shoot takedowns. So yep. the fact that it was only three of them, I, I think he's going to be able to hold up and keep this on the feet against uh, old Viagra, who does he take anyone down ever? Nope. Does he even like try to take people down? Not really. So I think we're we're on the feet here. He can be hit. Uh, all Salvador really does is throw big and hit people. So I'm I'm gonna go with old uh, Vinny Salvation here. I have just I don't care. I just <laughs> I'm not. There, there's a lot of spots in this card. This is not one I'm going. I'm gonna pick Vergara, but. Yeah, this is this is not a fight I'm touching. All right, well, wait. Jake Matthews, Darius Flowers, Sean. I lost a, a good amount of money on Jake Matthews last time out. I I thought he turned the corner when he when he crushed Fialo there, yeah. and then absolutely laid a fucking egg against Semmelsberger. Uh, got lit up. Looked disinterested. Hard to trust a guy like that. Uh, I don't know much about the guy he's fighting. Um, you know, he's he's fighting in LFA and winning and crushing people, so he can't be too terrible. Um, I'm just staying away. I uh, I don't want to lose any more money on, on Matthews right now. Fair. Fred? Uh, so we've got Black Beast and Beast Mode on this card. Ooh. Apparently Darius Flowers nickname is Beast Mode. And it also looks like he's got that... Uh, G tattooed on his chest, um, which is kind of weird. Like, I don't think he's a Gracie. Um, but I do think he's going to lose here. And I don't really have an opinion on this fight. Uh, I was just trying to think of something to say. Good. I actually like Jake Matthews here. J- Jake Matthews usually beats guys he's supposed to. Yep. He loses guys where... Wasn't he supposed to beat Semmelsberger? But Semmelsberger's... He's... He's good. He's not a bad fighter. Maybe he was supposed to beat him, and he was a bit of a fave. But like, we're talking about Darius Flowers here. Whoever the fuck that always happens with Jake Matthews. He'll win three in a row. People think he's in the corner, and then he loses at like a minus four hundred. It's happened. And then he'll win it six times. Yeah, and then he'll go on a three fight winning streak again. Yeah, um, and he'll be a huge favorite. And it's happened like six times in his career now. And I don't, I don't know much about Flowers, but I do know he has been submitted four times, so I'm assuming his grappling is not very good. And I think Jake Matthews, he has the path here. I think he could be stupid and just stand in front of him. We saw that where it worked against um, – what's his fucking face? He fought a couple fights ago. Uh, Andre Filo, where it's like, hey, he should just take him down and dominate that way, and he stood in the pocket and knocked him out and looked great. But I mean, if he does get hurt, if the strike is not going well, I think he has the grappling can get him down. Uh, so I like Jake. I, I think minus two fifty against a debuting fighter who's lost to a bunch of random fucking people, and I don't know. I, I think minus two fifty is worth it on Jake. Do we think that he got the tattoo instead of actually training jujitsu? I mean, possible. I've seen guys get USA Wrestling tattoos without being on USA Wrestling. Cody did. No idea. All right. Middleweight. Roman Kopilov. Claudio Ribeiro. I still think Kopilov is a fraud. This is still the guy who got choked out by Carl Roberson and lost to Albert Duraev. I know he's had some success the last two times out here. I don't think Claudio Ribeiro is good. But the guy throws hammers. He's got 11 KOs, 11 wins. Um, I'm throwing a dart. I think uh, fraud, fraud Kopilov finally shows back up again. Uh, I got plus 215, I bet online for a unit. Red? So you think like the, the copy of Kopilov shows yes. up. That's what's happening here. Uh, I kind of agree. I, I think that he's probably the better striker in this fight, but 
I don't think he's going to grapple. And he's in there with a guy who's just going to brawl with him. And Rivero's going to eat some shots and try and get inside. And I think at some point he lands something. Uh, what's the, the inside or the TKO there, Sean? It was, I don't think it was great. It's probably pretty close. Like, it should be pretty close to the money line. Yeah, Ribeiro inside is plus 250, and he's, like, 200. plus 190, plus 200. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just the money line. We'll just yeah. go money line there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not betting this fight, but I'm going to pick Kapilov. He, he's he seemed to struggle with grapplers less than than strikers. His his striking is okay. He can he can get the job done, and I, I think it's going to be. I don't blame you. I think it's going to be a, a closer fight. I just think Kapilov has it's more likely to win with his striking, and I think he can he can get it done. But I'm not, I'm not betting this. I don't I don't know how people would lay the juice on this. So I truly don't don't blame you guys for taking a shot here. I just think Kapilov is the who's going to take this one. So going to pass. All right, heavyweight, the Black Beast. Derek Lewis versus Marcos Rogerio de Lima. Battle of the cardio, the gas tank fight. You, Sean. Oh, glorious! And and we're in Salt Lake City. I wonder if that's uh, that's gonna help either of these big boys. Um, no, that's awful. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been fading both these guys. I've faded uh, Black Beast. Until recently, that wasn't really working out, but it's worked out recently. He bankrupted uh, Wes. He had to sell his house at one point. <laughs> Wes has been ca- well. I don't know. Wes Wes has kind of been flip flopping, so he hasn't been. Wes uh, has been betting on the Black Beast. I know, I and it's been costing him. Ruined. Like, I, I think he bet Black. I know he bet Black Beast. It's been back. He did. And and I think he bought him bought a or he he played against Spivak. Yeah. Um, Tough yeah, and I, I, I've faded Delima a lot, and it's not been working out. Um, this should be a banger um, for however long it it lasts. Um, hopefully, it doesn't go too too long and we get sloppy. Of course, you know maybe we can get some some Black Beast round three for for old times' sake. I, I wouldn't hate that. Um, I I think at at the number it is. Black Beast against a non-good heavyweight. I think you got to take that number. The dude has obscene power. It is going to be... Uh, I think he's going to be taking some light kicks. And he's not going to enjoy that. And he might spend some time on that back. But he's... Uh, we, we need him to, to pull up his pants and, and get up. And then if he does that, then it, it could be night-night for Delima. Brad? Uh, the worst part about this fight happening now is that Delima has the better gas tank than Lewis at this point. How dare you? Lewis has the most third round finishes in heavyweight history. <laughs> um, so I'm a little concerned. Uh, Delima has been knocked out once in his career. It was back in like 2012 um, when he used to just completely gas and quit in fights. Uh Hasn't happened since then. He'd been subbed a bunch of times. So what I'm saying is he's due to get knocked out again. Ah. By the Black Beast. Because, I mean, if somebody's going to knock you out, that's the dude. I just think it needs to happen early. I'm, I'll feel even worse than normal heading into the third round with the Black Beast if that's what happens here. But uh, we're still got to back him. He's one of the dudes. He is one of the dudes. And, and maybe Black Beast is due for a sub. He has one, and it was Scott. When you see a guy with no jujitsu and he has one sub, you just always assume it's a rear naked choke, armbar, or, or strike to, or uh, if they call it submission to taps. Black Black Beast's one sub is by armbar. I need to see a video of Black Beast hitting an armbar. Plus twenty five hundred. Does that sound good to you, Lance? That sounds good. Well, I think it's also a lot of Delima's sub losses are complete quit jobs where he would have probably ended up being knocked out if he wouldn't have just given up his neck. Um, and this is one of the most unimpressive win streaks I've ever seen. So he's won four of his last five. Waldo Cortez Acosta, 2023, 2022 Andre Arlovsky, Ben Rothwell, and Maury Screen. Heavy That's hitters. Dangerous. 
that's the streak. And meanwhile, Black Beast has basically only top five guys. All guys, maybe two of us has dropped out now. But that was also just, you know, he was he had some stomach. <laughs> he had some gastro pains mm. that night, probably. But, I mean, he lost, like, Spivak is clearly good. He lost to Sergey. He lost to Gon. Like, he's not losing to, to bad guys. And I think we're going to see Black Beast, old school Black Beast, get on top of a man and just completely murder him. Dilema can be taken down, even by accident. I, th- I think I think Lewis can you know land a shot, get on top of him, and then I think he's going to get on top and get a finish that way. And plus one ninety five versus Dilema. If I would have told you three years ago <laughs> that Black Beast would be a plus one ninety five underdog versus Dilema, you'd call me crazy. And I think we're looking too much. And like Black, this is the first fight Black Beast is fighting someone that's not a good, a really good fighter. He's been fighting nothing but really good guys for a long time. And I think we're going to see that here. And I think he also knows this is it. I think if he loses this, it's probably, it's probably it for the black beast. And he's not fighting in, uh, this isn't in Texas, right? Where's this? Salt Lake. Salt Lake city. His record in Texas is like, Oh, for the century. Um, I think it's a win. So this will be the consensus bet of the week on the black beast. Hopefully not for the last time. But I guess we'll, guess we'll see. All right, let's move on now to the welterweight division as we have the better Bonfim versus Trevin Giles. Nishan, cop. Uh, Giles is his wins have been not not very impressive lately. Their wins just very very close. I think he's Roman Delizze. <laughs> Good one. He was beating everybody. Future champ. Yep. That's a weird one. In, in fan six years ago. Oh, Brendan James Krause. Allen. What about James Krause? I mean, if you would just say, "Hey, this this is the man that beat Brendan Allen, Roman Delizze, <laughs> Ryan Span, Ryan Span, he only loses the top ten guys. I mean, what do you want mm. from him?" Yep. <laughs> You might be onto something. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I, I think Bonfim's gonna outgrapple him and, and possibly even sub him. I, I think Bonfim is pretty good, and Giles is is there to be taken. Fred, Giles does have a way to make fights just like dirty and close. Close. Yep. Um, and like he's fighting a young flashy guy would you really be that shocked if he made another fight dirty and close um maybe we'll look for some like split decision props or something like that in the in this fight because i don't know i just uh, i don't think it's gonna be that easy for old bon theme i looked at uh the inside the distance see if there's anything there and it's it's minus 210 for bon theme <laughs> So I don't know if you're gonna if you're gonna ride that thing. Um, I think Bonfim is. I think he gets the win here. I think he probably gets a submission. Uh, but I don't know. That's a that's a hefty price minus three hundred versus versus tough guy that does as Brad's point makes fights dirty and I don't know. Bonfim hasn't really proved himself to be like a top level guy to beat a guy like Trevin Giles that easily. But we'll see. I don't know. I'm not laying that price. All right. Welterweight division. Moving to the main card. I love this opening fight. It's just fucking perfect. Michael Chiesa, Kevin Holland. New shot. I like Michael Chiesa here. Um, I still think that Kevin Holland is is pretty fraudulent, especially in the grappling. Uh, Michael Chiesa takes down good grapplers. He doesn't take down great grapplers. Evan Holland is not a good grappler, and Kiesa is going to take him down. Uh, I know there's going to be a bit of size discrepancy there. Holland probably should have never been a 185-er um, if he was actually taking fighting seriously. And Kiesa is coming up from, from 55, but I just think Kiesa's grappling is going to be enough. I am looking to take Kiesa and a small play on Kiesa's sub. Brad? Kiesa's fought it welterweight a bunch and he's never looked small at no I, he's he just has fought at 55 right so yeah yeah um 
I, I agree with you. I don't think that Kevin Holland moving down to welterweight means that he knows how to grapple, and Michael Chiesa knows how to grapple. He's done it against good guys. He's very good at getting to your back and isn't too much of one of those uh, shot clock guys. He'll, he'll actually go for some subs every once in a while, which is nice, but I think he's going to find success grappling here, and I think he's going to get to Holland's back, and uh, Holland has good sub defense, so I don't think Chiesa is going to get him out of there, but uh, we'll go with Chiesa for the decision. Chiesa's retired. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. He has fully transitioned to UFC analyst. He hasn't fought in two years. He hasn't won in a very long time. The dude's done. Like this is this is it. This is Kiesa's last fight in the UFC. Comeback season. Comeback season. He's done. He's just completely done. Like he's a guy who had aspirations for the title, had a good run, lost some fights, didn't fight for two years, and now he wears a suit on Saturdays instead of fighting. Um, yes, Holland is, does not have very good wrestling. Kiesa is going to be very small in, in this. Kevin Holland is a massive 170. Kiesa is a small 170. And I think Kiesa is just done. I think this is too much athlete for Mike for Mike Kiesa here. I wouldn't be surprised if – I actually think Kevin Holland is going to submit Kiesa. That is how I see this fight going. I see Holland getting a sub here. Kiesa is one of those – he's a really good hammer. He's a really bad nail. He gets on the ground, and he will – He's he's got great offense, bad defense, and I I just think I think Holland's gonna be the bigger, stronger, tougher guy on the feet. It's not even semi close, and I think I, I think Holland's gonna be able to get this fight up on the feet. I think Holland could even get some get some sweeps, get some takedowns, things like that. I think this line is just begging people to take Kiesa, and I think he's gonna look like an old retired fighter in this one. I love Kevin Holland. The inside the distance, I think, was plus money right around that last time I looked. And I guess is a quitter. He does. He's a he's a big time quitter. So what was it? Holland inside plus one fifteen. I like that a lot. Um, he's Kess has lost six fights. He's lost five of them by quitting. You know. Yeah. Kevin Holland. I love Kevin Holland in this fight. All right. Let's move on. Speaking of worst, what would you know? This card's great, but the average age on the pay per view has got to be like thirty six. It's pretty it's wild. Like Bobby Green, the youngster on the card at thirty six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, Tony Ferguson versus Bobby Green. Great. Let's do it. Nishan? This is just a hard, a hard fight to bet. Um... I don't really feel comfortable laying minus 400 on Bobby Green against really anybody. Um, sometimes the dude looks like he's turned a corner, and then other times he just makes fights close or loses close fights and gets mad about it. Um, he's got skills, and Tony's absolutely fucking washed and could get put out there. I just, it's hard trust, trusting Bobby Green uh, to do much. Like, him by decision is like plus one thirty five. Him by finish is like plus one fifty. Like those aren't those aren't amazing numbers for a fight that could go a lot of ways. Even if Bobby Green is winning and winning easily, uh, and I just like I said, don't want to lay minus four hundred on Bobby Green, but he he should win, and it should be sad. Yeah. Oh, and someone mentioned KS is not a small one seventy. There's a difference between tall and small. <laughs> He's a tall, lanky guy fighting a man who's also way taller. Who's <laughs> also a tall, lanky guy. Yeah, tall, lanky guy. He's even taller and more muscular. He's Kevin lanky. Those guys are fun to grapple, aren't they, Lance? Those tall, lanky ones? They are, but not if they're stronger than you and taller than you. Double whammy. Whammy. Shorter and weaker. Not a good combo. Brad. best combo um yeah i'm i'm never gonna bet bobby green as a minus 400 just because i'm a man of principles but turd looks like he got flushed a few times at this point um 
It's it's not he's like Shogun thirty nine. He's 39, but he's a very, very old 39. Worse. Shogun was still attempting to fight, though. No, I'm talking about, like, the way he moves. Like, he just can't yeah. move anymore. Yeah. It's not good. He can't move. <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for a guy whose style is, like, move around and throw a lot of shit. Yeah. Dubronx really finished that man off. Poor fella. Um, I'm gonna bet Bobby Green. I hate Bobby Green. I've I've always liked I've always liked Tony. I don't love Tony, but this is the last chance we get to to even though with big odds here, like Tony's got what's he gonna do? What is Tony gonna do in this fight? He can't know he he won round one against uh, Chandler. Yeah, that was insane. And then Looking he back like that. That scares me for any of Chandler's future fights. Yep. Yeah. And then he got fucking deaded by 80-year-old Nate Diaz. <laughs> oh, that fight. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to bet Bobby Green. I, I think we can get one more one more cash out of this thing. All right. Love to wait. Stephen Thompson, Michael Pajera. Here's Sean. I bet Stephen Thompson against Kevin Holland last time out. Uh, and he looked good. Um, the concerning part for me is that wasn't boring. What like boring? What we're used to, Wonderboy. He Wonderboy. He was actually trying he to. He, he was trying to to actually hit somebody and hit somebody hard and and put them out. Um, that's a little scary for me because Wonderboy is forty. He has taken some some beatings lately. He did get cracked. Uh, a couple times early in in that Holland fight, he's fighting a guy that's going to be just so much more physical than him. He's younger. I mean, Pereira Pereira's not amazing. Uh, going to a split decision with Pontoon Boat in twenty twenty two is a bit a bit concerning. Uh, I just got to stay away from this fight. I I lean Stephen Thompson. I liked what I seen last time for for what he did offensively. I'm just scared defensively when he's fighting a 29 year old physical dude that is is going to test him. Brad, Stephen Thompson is so much better than this guy on the field he is. that it's ridiculous. And honestly, I, I think Pereira would have a better shot if he was like the old crazy brawler style of himself than this grappling version that we've seen come out recently. I don't think he's going to have, like he's way bigger and way stronger, but I don't think he's going to get close to Thompson. Uh, I think this is going to be another one of those, like, what was it? The Jeff Neal fight where we expected Neal to be good, but I don't know. His insides got all fucked up at some point. And then he sucked after that. Now he's finally kind of good again. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of see something like that. So I like uh, Wonder Boy here. Decision probably. Yeah, I like Wonder Boy here. It's tough. Like, it's hard to get inside if unless you have good technical strike. It's hard to get inside to be able to take him down, uh, unless you're just a, a really good wrestler. And the alternative is you can't. He's it's not just takedown. Michael Pajara has been fighting with. He's been point fighting. He's been sticking to moving, jabbing inside and out. You can't do that <laughs> against Wonder Boy. So if Pereira's not able to get this fight to the ground, he just gonna it's gonna look like the Kevin Holland fight. I mean, is there that much of a difference there? Like from striking styles and things like that? Like I, I think Steven Thompson's just gonna be a little too much here in the feet. And you know, he really hasn't taken many steps back for a forty year old guy. Like, I mean, yeah, like does he beat Bilal Muhammad seven, eight years ago? Probably. I, I think he could he could keep that that fight on the feet a little bit more and, and win that fight and be a little better than the striking, but overall he's still beating who he should beat most of the time. And he should beat Michael Pajara. I think he's just going to be too much on the feet. And I think he can keep this fight standing. Yeah. There's a bit worry that Pajara could lay on him. I just don't see that as the game plan here. I think he's going to keep with his smart striking style and that's going to backfire. So I like Steven Thompson. I think he's worth putting in a parlay. All right. Komen, my heavyweight, Jan Blahovitz, Alex Pajara. You shot. This is terrifying, but uh, I like Jan. Um, 
I don't like him that much just because he is fighting an absolutely terrifying human being who can pretty much knock out anybody uh, at any point. So that is scary. But um, Jan hasn't been grappling lately, but that he's been fighting better grapplers than him. The last time he fought a guy that he was way better at grappling than was Izzy, and he grappled him. Um, can he get caught? Of course, but I'll take Blockowitz to not be a moron and do what Sean Strickland should have done and just grappled. And he's the much bigger guy if he gets on top. Ferreira's in trouble. Um, but like I said, terrifying. Terrifying human being, so it'll be a small play for me on Blockowitz. Brad? I get it if he can actually get the fight down. If he gets on top of Pereira, I'm going to say more than once. I think once Pereira can probably just like scoot to the cage and get up. If he gets him down more than once, it's going to be bad scenes. Uh, but I don't think it's going to happen. We talked about Tony earlier and how he can't move. I think Jan's kind of in the same boat. Um, hasn't really looked the same since that Glover fight where he just can't open him all the hell. Yeah, he put the <laughs> forearms to use, drown him in the river, as it were. You think you think Jan is training with dudes that are trying to drown him in a river? Come on. It's revolutionary stuff in the garage. Uh, Pear's going to keep it on the feet. He's going to be so much faster than this big lumbering ass target that is just going to be marching towards him. It's uh, it's going to be rough going for Jan here. I, I think it's uh, it's all Pajera. Yeah, I mean the PTSD alone of seeing Glover hanging over that bench before the fight, <laughs> just staring him down. Welcome to the garage He's again, bitching. Reaching over, touching his neck before the fight even starts. Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we look at the Izzy fight, and that's what I've seen everyone picking Jan talk about. The Izzy fight, the Izzy fight, the Izzy fight. One, two and a half years ago. Jan's 40 now. Yep. Two, Izzy does not have that body that Pajara has. Izzy is not a, a strong – and he's not this big, strong dude. Pajara is big. He is not going to be undersized for this weight class. And to think – Jan doesn't have good wrestling. He just falls over on top of guys. Like, he doesn't have any sort of technical wrestling. And, yeah, Alex Pajara is not this great wrestler, but, I mean, but he's, a, he's a big dude and he's strong. And I think he can keep Jan after him. And I think on the fight, just hilarious – like I don't see this competitive on the on the feet at all, and I think that's where where we're going to see this fight. And I don't know. Like I've seen way more Jan love than I expected when this fight was first announced. Like my initial thought is Jan's going to get fucking decapitated. He's fucking old. He's slow. He doesn't have great wrestling. This is not Izzy, and we're getting paired at an underdog here, and that's a that's a bit surprising. So Munich. And we're against Sean, which is pretty double. much a fucking just double. Start, spend, start spending it right now. This is going to be a big bet. This is going to be uh, quite the bet here. Um, I don't know if it's going to be up to the Dubronx level of bet size, but or uh, actually, I had a bigger bet than Dubronx this year. Usually, that's my biggest bet of the year. I always hit, but uh, my boy Pantoja, Oof. that was the king of the king of bets. Uh, but yeah, I love. Alex Pajara here. I, I I don't know what happens next to 205. I think it's fucking confusing as shit. Uh, but I think Alex Pajara is going to be right there, and he might find himself another title shot. And also, the guys, everyone's like, this, if he wins this, does he get another title fight? My, my thought is like, why the fuck not? He's 36. He's fun. He's got great striking. He's marketable. People like him. Like, I, I honestly think we could see a title shot if he wins this fight. So I think that's what he happens. next at light heavyweight? Krylov. Bear Jew double champ? <laughs> Krylov. He's gonna he's gonna do it for me before the end of the year. The, is he the still worst in the prediction of the year? Is he still in the UFC? <laughs> I don't know. He's, I haven't heard. His he's name somehow before. beaten dude still. Yeah, he has. Great. He's on he's on a win, he's on a win streak. I just looked. Yeah, title shot right now. Yep. He hasn't lost since uh, the Bear Jew. You know, yeah. I gotta say, like, despite Bear Jew's like, 
horrible losses and stupid fights and all this. The dude's the got resume. one of the best resumes I've ever seen in my life. He beat Ankalaev. He beat Jamal Hill. He's beaten Krylov, Shogun, Munez. Like he's got a he's got a great fucking resume. I mean he's he's beaten the top two guys. Well, Geary's back now, but like in the division, it's fucking wild. Beardu well, has to be in the conversation for pound for pound. Because now he's I down to 185, not. and he's beaten dudes down there. He's beaten, like, the champ and everyone at 205. Double champ. Pound for pound. I mean, for his skill and his fighting style to what he's accomplished is one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. The guy has never learned how to strike, has not learned how to wrestle, <laughs> and has beaten a plethora of, like, top three guys, including the champ. And the guy who should have been the champ in Ankaliyev. It's really wild. Like, that's all. Jew power. All right. Let's move on to the main event of the evening. We go real quick without West, don't we? We might get to an hour. Uh, <laughs> main event. Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, too. Five years after the first fight. Love this fight. Love this card. It's going to be great. Nushan? Great fight. Um, should be action-packed, just like the last one. Um I I like Gaethje here at the number he's at. Uh, I was able to grab plus 144. Um, I think Gaethje, now that I know the, the whole composure and, and fighting smart thing, I think got overblown a bit. But he's definitely fighting smarter than he did when he first entered the UFC. Uh, there, there's not really anything else you can say about that. It's, it's a bit smarter. Uh, and I just think he's... Just better. Uh, he had good success in, at points in, in that first fight. Um, I think he's a, a much better fighter now. Poirier's taking some damage. I know he's got some some big wins since that last fight, but um, Gaethje just fought Fazayev, who's probably the best technical striker at 155, and was able to beat him. Uh, I know Poirier has good striking, uh, he definitely does have more power than Fiziev, and Gaethje can, can be rocked. But uh, I'll take Gaethje. I, I think he, he puts him out this time, and uh, he's almost ready for another title shot. I, uh, I'm putting two and a half units on him. Wow. Um, blow the fuck up on Dustin, Brad. <clears throat> um, I'm not, I, I think Sean gets back on track with this one. This, uh, this this starts it. Uh, Let's go. Gaethje's been fighting good fighters and dangerous fighters, and I know Poirier in his last fight, you know, he, he took on Michael Chandler, went life and death with him, but he hasn't been very active. Like he he doesn't. You talked about Kiesa being a a part time fighter and retired. I don't think uh, Poirier's to that point, but he does not stay busy. Uh, and Gaethje's been in there recently against good guys, looked very good in that fight. And uh, I, I think he's got it over five rounds uh, against this version of Poirier. One fight in the last year and a half for Poirier. Yeah, but he fought, I mean, yeah, he fought three times in 2021. He did fight a bunch in 21, but. That was when he kept fighting Connor. So that yeah. doesn't even like really count as a fight at this point. He fought Connor, Connor twice and then Dubronx murdered him and yeah. spit in his family's face. <laughs> um, uh, I like Dustin here. It, it seems every time Gaethje takes that that step up, that last that last step up, he loses. It's happened every every time. It's if you look back, he did it with Eddie and then Poirier and then Habib and then Dubronx. Every time he gets to that precipice, he loses. And only I, I only know. two of those has has been in the last six years, by the way. Well, he hasn't. I mean, I, everyone's beats Michael Chandler. Let's be real. Everyone's beat Michael Chandler. Everyone has some scary moments versus Michael Chandler, and then and then beats him. And then I think the Fiziev fight, like he looked he looked great in that fight, but he also got the shit kicked out of him too, like he always does, and. I don't know. Like, I need to see him beat a guy that's in the, this 
big time name like a Dustin Poirier who's in the top three or top four. And I haven't seen that yet. And I think the time off for someone like Dustin, I see that as an, as an advantage here. Dustin was in some fucking wars. He got beat up. He was in some very tough fights. He's still only 34, which isn't that old. And I think taking a year and a half off, is that a bad thing? I think when you get a little bit older and you're in the fights that these guys are in, I don't see it as a bad thing to take some time off, to take a year and a half off. Gaethje was just in a fucking ridiculous war four months ago. I see that as an advantage for Poirier, getting some extra rust. And I don't know, Gaethje just, I, I feel like he's going to get caught again. I think he's going to have his moments. I think he's going to hurt Dustin. Dustin seems to like to get hurt a lot more recently as well. But it just comes down to, I think Poirier is going to land that clean shot and put Gaethje out again. I think I think the line's fair. So I do like I do like Dustin in this fight. So I'm gonna pick Dustin, probably probably bet Dustin in this fight. Um what is the doesn't go in this? It's gotta oh. be juiced, right? Oh big. It's like super uh, juice. Oh, it's five nine. rounds too. Yeah. Not it's, that bad. It's, it's actually not that bad. Minus two twenty. That's actually doesn't cheaper go, than I thought it'd be. Minus two fifteen. <laughs> yeah, might do that. That's cheap. Might do that. Might do it. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. One hour, two minutes. That's, that's pretty good. That's One hour, five. You had to restart. We're, we're a little bit more than that. Whatever. Don't ruin this for me. So, everyone enjoy the fights this week. We will... I don't know. Vaunt versus had... Sandhagen next week. Oh, yeah. Good, I'm sure the rest of the card sucks. The card's in Nashville, and I'm going to be in Vegas. Perfect. <laughs> what are we doing? Everyone enjoy the fights this weekend, and we will be back next week.